Hey everybody, you're listening to The Joe Show or you're watching The Joe Show. We're going to start the show right after these ads. Sit tight. Hi, my name is Marcus and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to light or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Armors Block, which is brought to you by Gateway Pro and Blue Code Arms Company. No matter your era, we got your six. I'm your host, Hootie, along with Joe, and we will talk about everything gun and what to do with them on Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. So grab a beer, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to The Joe Show. I am Joe, your host. On this show, we talk about anything and everything except politics. Now, the funny thing about that is that a couple weeks ago, I said, we don't talk about politics, right? And then that following week, I went on to talk about politics. So I guess sometimes we do talk about politics and other times we don't. So... I need to kind of pick that out of our little uh, thing I do. Guys, I want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the uh, platform we use in order to get our podcast out. It helps us create the podcast and things like that. Also, too, um, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. That's what we use here with all the podcasts here at Gateway Pro. And this show is also brought to you by Gateway Pro, which is the company I started about eight years ago or so, almost, I don't know, nine years ago, Uh, it's going to be nine years this year, and we do podcasts, videos, uh, photography, we do a bunch of stuff, and it's just a really great company that um, I've been working with, that I've owned, Uh, and yeah, so if you guys ever need photography, video, or you want to start a podcast, look up Gateway Pro Productions, we'll help you get all that started, or, you know, like I said, you need anything done we'll do it for you so it is february and i was late on the episode uh a couple weeks we missed a we missed a week you know so um, this is supposed to be my second time into black history my second week in the black history month and you know life's just been crazy it's been busy so 
I really haven't been up on it. But guys, let me tell you something. It's Black History Month. And it is a great time. This month just gets me super pumped. And the reason why it gets me super pumped is because this is a month dedicated to the heritage of black people, right? And you can say that you can talk about black history all year round. You can, and you should. But this is the time of the year where we're gonna put, where we put the most emphasis on it. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know. Uh, this is a really good time to educate other people and other cultures about black history because it is such a beautiful story you know it's a it's a beautiful and it's a horrendous story you know we started at the bottom and we're making our way to the top we aren't at the point we would like to be but we're doing a pretty good damn job and this year uh Black in America, what we've, I'm just going to dedicate this one episode to uh, black history. And we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff on the second half. But this half right here is just black history, black culture, you know. Um, one of the things uh, I really um, want to let people know about, it's like we need to spread the word a little more about black history, right? Um, I'm in this, uh, the towns I deliver to, they don't even know it's Black History Month. Like, I, I, I can't tell you how many people that I've encountered that are like, no, Black History Month's next month. No, it was last month. And I'm like, are you really telling me uh, <laughs> when Black History Month is? You know, I'm black, you know. Um, and I, uh, so th we need to spread the word about it. We got to tell people about this month. You know, we have to educate people about this month because black history is American history. You know, it's something I've always said um, with when it, when it comes to this season. I, I really think it's funny that what I've been seeing a lot on Facebook nowadays um, with black history is there are a lot of posts about um, inventors, right? And as you know, uh, we talked about inventors last year. Um, and I just thought that was super interesting because all these people that we did all this research for and all these inventors and things like that, uh, that we did last year on the Joe Show, they're popping up now on Facebook. And I, I just, it just makes me feel proud. Like we're, we're kind of doing something that, uh, that I didn't see before, you know, cause usually when it comes to ideas and things, you know, you'll see something, you'll be like, oh man, that's a really good idea. And how can I tweak that, you know, um, and make it my own. Right. But with that, I was just like, man, we got to get, you know, like these black inventors, you know, and we did it last year and it was a really, really great, um, it's just a really, really great time last year. Um, some of the people we talked about was Garrett Morris or Morgan. Uh, he was a guy who invented the gas mask, right? And the uh, story that goes with that is, or a little bit about him is, uh, he, while he was he invented this gas mask, right? But he was black, you know, and nobody really wanted to uh, have this in or to to deal with this product. If a black man was using it, right? So um, 
he hired this white guy and he dressed up as an Indian and he told the white guy, listen, I need you to go up here and I want you to advertise this invention, right? And then I'm going to be your assistant and I'm going to demonstrate demonstrate how it works and things like that. And he did. And it blew up, right? Gas mask and the uh, respirators or the, the mask that the firefighters use. He invented that. Um, he also invented the stoplight, like the three signal stoplight that we know nowadays that we use here in the United States. He invented that. And how he came upon that was he was just driving down the road. He's one of the first people in his city to have an automobile, right? So he's driving down this road, busy intersection, and he almost, he gets into this accident, or he almost gets into an accident, right? And uh, he's like, man, there should really be something to prevent this. And there he invents the three-signal traffic light, right? And then um, along with that, which I found out later, he also invented the like turn signals, so, like our turn indicators and things like that. Um, you know, and that's just that's just one of the big inventors that we we talked about. You know, just last year. You know, Ralph Bunch. You know, he was the guy who invented like the um, the uh, blood drives. You know, um, he was a, he was a person who uh, invented that. You know, there's a lot of black people who invented a lot of things, right? And if they didn't invent it, they kind of took the invention, kind of remade it to make it easier, right? And it's the product we use today, right? So black history is, it's just really good to know about black history. Um, I i know we get a lot of, I don't want to say I get a lot of hate for it, but listen, we, we're always talking about Martin Luther King. We're always talking about Rosa Parks. We're always talking about Malcolm X and George Washington Carver and Booker T. Washington and Frederick Douglass. We're always talking about those guys. But it just really boggles my mind how I didn't know about these black inventors until I was, what, 25 years old. 25, 26, you know, I didn't know about these guys. And it wasn't until I did my own research, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't until I did my own research. I sat down, I was like, this is something I want to do. So let me go out and find these people. It's just a shame that we have to figure this out, especially these people. They are so important to uh, America, especially with, you know, they made our lives easier. Pregnancy tests made by a black person. Like, all, uh, a lot of our women products, you know, when it comes to like pregnancy tests and things like that, black person. Dry cleaning, black person. <laughs> you know, we even talked about some of the, um, I think in 28 Days of Black History, we even talked about um, some of the black people who were involved in a lot of uh, American history, you know, like with the, uh, there was a poet, her name escapes me right now, but there was a poet, she's 12 years old, she writes this manuscript, and the manuscript is so good that George Washington, or not George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, you know who he is, John Hancock, you know who he is, 
they gave, they praised her work, her manuscripts work, saying it was one of the best in the world. And she was the, one of the very first African-American poets, you know? And we don't talk about her in there. There's no mention of her. I mean, you know, you know we say, you know, there might not have been, you know, that you could have snuck it in there, you know, you could have snuck it in there. Um, there was something I didn't learn about. I just learned about a couple days ago because uh, since I'm a person who loves research and black history is one of those things I'm really into. I love history, one. And then two, to learn more about my culture. I love that, right? So people, they'll send me facts and things about black history because they know where I've come from. Like I said, I didn't know too much about black history until I was like, 23, right? So people send me all this stuff. And TikTok, TikTok, when it comes to uh, just learning about stuff, I know a lot of people give TikTok a lot of hate, right? But if you want to learn something, it's there. People are just fantastic on there. And um, one of my wife's friends sent her a video about a slave who helped Lewis and Clark, you know those guys, get to the Pacific Ocean, right? Um, and they talked about this slave. They, said, they even said that it would have been impossible for them to go out and discover as much as they did without this slave. So you have Sacagawea, and then you have uh, this slave. I forget get his name it slips my mind i was trying to figure it out i should have looked up the video my wife sent it to me excuse me but they were saying that this slave was the one going out hunting he was the one going out uh doing a lot of the work and the reason why he agreed to go out and do this was so that he would gain his freedom afterwards right but there's just it's just it's it just boggles my mind how we don't figure out stuff like that unless you you don't get to figure out um, parts of history unless you go out down there and you dig for it yourself, right? And it, it's just crazy. Why do I have to dig for it? Why can't I just why can't it just be there? You know, um, why does somebody have to die? And, and history in order for us to, um, in order for us to uh, know about them? Or why do they have to be a part of something huge, you know? Or, I mean, I, I won't even say that because <laughs> the guy, the slave who was working with Lewis and Clark, that's a huge thing. You know, I don't know about you, but in history, my teachers had me believing that Lewis and Clark was out there by themselves. I didn't even know anything about Sacagawea until later in life that she helped him. Like she was a young lady who had married an old person, older, older person, had a baby while she was doing this. Right. So it's it's just crazy about how much black people have built this country how we have built this country and there and nobody's really talking about it. Blows my mind. I mean, we were, uh, what I had planned for Black in America this year was I was going to do artists. 
right? And like I said, time just slipped away from me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and maybe start doing that and maybe we plan for next year. But artists, I was going to talk about like people who, painters, musicians, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, Eddie Murphy, people who are in the entertainment business, you know, like um, oh, who actors and actresses, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith. Chadwick Boseman, you know, Wanda Sykes, love that, comic comedians, we were just going to do like artists, entertainment things is what we're going to do, and we were going to go, I was going to try to make it go from like late 1800s, early 1900s, throughout the early 1900s to the 50s and 60s and 70s, all the way up till now, and talk about them and how we as black people have shaped the culture, you know, because uh, we were we were talking. I was watching a video, and they were talking about how like um, uh, the, the the Proud family, bigger and louder. They were talking about how blacks, uh, how we built this country, and there were a lot of white people getting upset about it, and they were calling it what were they saying? Um, uh, some type of racism, like anti-white racism or something like that. I forget what they were calling it, but it was something bad, and people were getting upset that this was being televised about how black people built the country. And it's like, well, we did, you know? And I just think that it should be talked about more and not just during black history. It should be talked about throughout the whole year, right? Because black history is American history, right? I think more people should know about it. I think that we as uh, black people should be out there talking about it more. You know, and not to and not to uh, beat down white people. I want everybody who's white to know that if I'm sitting here telling you about black history and we get to the part about slavery and how white people were enslaving black people, I'm not sitting here telling you that to beat you down. I'm telling you that so that you can be educated. So that you can understand why we as black people, a lot of us, we got a chip on our shoulder, you know? So you can understand what we've been through, what we got to go through, you know? That's what I'm telling I'm telling you just to educate. Because I think with education, with the knowledge and the understanding, we can figure out how to make our future better. I just, I just think it's crazy that slavery ended in... 1856, right? And it took so long for black people to get rights. You know, 1865, I said it wrong earlier, 1865 to 1964, around that area is when civil rights stuff started happening. A hundred years, it took that long. And then we're even now today still experiencing a lot of things from that time and slavery and things like that. And I think, I think what I say a couple um, episodes ago, I said that I can kind of understand the old races back then because they didn't know anything about black people. They didn't know anything about the culture, right? They didn't try to. And I think you're a damn fool <laughs> if you are racist nowadays because we have so much information even if you don't interact with a person of color, 
you can still go to the internet. You can still watch TV programs. And hell, YouTube, TikTok, they're a hell of a, they're, I mean, they're great apps, you know. I just learned something about Titanic I didn't know because I was on YouTube and I, I watched that. It's an eight-minute video, eight minutes to learn something, you know. Um, so, like I said, I just think that we can squash racism. We can kill it just knowing more. So, this Black History Month, I know this episode came out late, but here is, here's the homework I have for you. In order to make America a better place, learn about its people. We know about white history. Let's take this month and learn about black history. There are other cultures, the other cultures have their different months. I don't know. And I need to educate myself on those, too. But I'm not any of those other cultures, right? And I'm not trying to downplay them. But it's just important to me as a black man that if you are any other race or any other color, you live in America, do some black history research. Do that. A lot of people have been telling me, happy black history month, happy black history month. Like, it's not a goddamn holiday, you know? <laughs> it's not a black guy. It's not a holiday. And they, just, they asked me, they said, uh, what do you want me to do? And I said, how about this? You know, kind of, it's kind of a thing for me so I can, you know, get more views and things on my podcast. But at the same time, go back and listen to 28 Days of Black History. Listen to it once a day. And we talk about, um, we talk about historical figures and historical people and how they, how they shaped America. You know, go back, go do some research on uh, about black people, black culture. Go do that. One guy was like, well, I don't know where to start. I said, name a famous actor who's black. He said, Morgan Freeman. I said, there you go. Just learn about Morgan Freeman. Uh, learn where he was born. Learn where he was raised. Learn how he got into the movie business, you know, and then you can go on from there. You just start going down that trail. And I bet you a million bucks, you know. Uh, you'll learn, start to live, learn a little bit more about the black culture. But yeah, that's what I would like everybody to do. Just go out. Go out. Go read a book. Listen to the Joe Show podcast during February. We did a couple of things. Last year we had Black in America. The first year we did the Joe Show, we had 28 Days of Black History. Um, I know even towards Juneteenth, I did some things where we did um, uh, Slavery in America. Part one and part two. Go check those out. But just educate yourself. That's how we're going to make America become a bigger and better place. That's how we're going to make it a... That's one of the ways, okay? When it comes to racism, that, racism that's one of the things. So go out, do that, read a book, go try something. Uh, like I said, I always try to... Uh, I always like this part of the year because I get to play... Uh, just one of my favorite bands, you know. I like this is probably the only time I really play them. So I'm gonna take a break, y'all, and I'll be right back after this. Just enjoy this music from Earth, Wind, and Fire, y'all.
Sarah, and every week my co-host Joe and I sit down and talk about some really crazy true crime cases. We are not expert investigators, just true crime listeners like you. So join us every Tuesday at 8 a.m. on Spotify and on YouTube. You may just help us solve a case. We are back from the past into the future. Hey, everybody, welcome to the second half of the Joe Show. This is Earth, Wind, and Fire, y'all. Love's holiday. Um, yes, I love this music. Earlier, we had Into the Stone. That was also by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Just a real good song. I found this song on the Kings of Comedy, right? They were singing this song, and I was like, ooh, man, that song's just real nice. But yes, they are one of my favorite bands. I know I've said this a thousand times. I know i said this a thousand times, but they are one of my favorite bands. If you're into funk music, like old school music, listen to them. Listen to this. This how you talk to a woman. Mm. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I was hoping I was going to hit that note. But, guys, I just got an update. The Kansas City Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. They have won the Super Bowl. Now, as you guys know, I'm not really big into sports, right? Um, I love the Cardinals. And even though I love the Cardinals as, like, they're my favorite baseball team, MLB, uh, I am still not into their games. I cannot sit and watch their games on TV. Um, it's just baseball is such a boring game, right? Um, I, I, I'll play the sport all day. Actually, that's how I am. I'll play sports all day. I just can't sit and watch them. Um, uh, unless I'm sitting there in the stadium. Uh, we just went to a basketball game, a, I say about a month ago. And I really like that. I love the environment. I love just being around people. I just love the energy. So I'll go to a baseball game, football game, basketball game. I just can't watch it on TV. And that's how it was at the Super Bowl. Usually when we do the Super Bowl, I'm going to a Super Bowl party. And I'm there to talk to people. And I'm there to eat the food. And I'm there to watch the commercial and the halftime show. That's what I'm there for. And then just to catch glimpses glimpses of the show it was really one of those um social things right where people on monday they'd be like oh man you see the game last night you saw that 45 yard pass you know and but then i guess you know with technology right i can look up the highlights and things like that but yeah i'm just not that person i can't sit through a whole goddamn game hell i can listen to the game like, when baseball season was going on, I had my radio set to uh, stations that would play the Cardinals games. And I can sit and I can listen to the games all day. I don't know why I can't watch it. But that's just, that's my relationship with sports, right? I'll play them. I can watch them in the stadium. 
but I cannot um, watch them on TV. And let me just let me ask you that question: What sport can you watch on TV? What sport can't you watch? What sport do you like? Playing rather than watching it on TV. That's my question to you. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up today was because during Black History Month, this Super Bowl that we just had for the very first time had two black quarterbacks facing each other. They had Patrick Mahone who led the uh, Kansas City Chiefs into victory, as we just found out. And they played against Jalene. Oh, I'm going to mess that up. Jalene Jalene Hurts, who was uh, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. But that's crazy, right? As many Super Bowls as we've had, this is the first time that you have two black quarterbacks Facing against each other. Now, this isn't the first black quarterback that has actually won a um, Super Bowl. Um, there was a uh, news story I was listening to where they actually talked to the first black uh, quarterback who won the Super Bowl, and he was talking about how excited he was, and he didn't care what team won. He was just proud that this was happening, and he got to see it, you know? Um, but I just thought that was crazy. You know, you got, for the very first time ever, you got two black quarterbacks facing off against each other. And that's just a beautiful thing, just to see how far we've come, you know, in this world. So uh, we've got that. I was really into that. So uh, let's move on to other topics. Now, we've been talking about this for a little bit. Um, we've been talking about Velma. <laughs> We've been talking about Velma, and we have been talking about uh, what I think about it. And what I've been telling people, it's a roller coaster of emotions for me. One, because I love the Scooby-Doo franchise. I've almost seen every single episode that they've put out. Um, I know I have seen... Excuse me. I know I have seen every single episode of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You 1969 version of it. I have seen all of those. I'm a super die-hard Scooby-Doo fan. And Velma, when it first came out, was a slap to the face. There's no Scooby-Doo in it. But it's a Scooby-Doo spinoff. So it was a slap to the face. I didn't even care that they even switched, like, races. You know? Like, I didn't care that they... They're all different races. Didn't care. Didn't care. What I cared about was, uh, are they sticking true to their personalities? You know, and they they kind of are. You know, um, they kind of are. Um, a lot of people talk about how they don't like this new Fred, and with the new Fred, what's going on with him is he's kind of a baby. You know, he's rich. His family owns the Ascot Company, right? And that's where he gets his money. He's been pampered all his life, you know, and he's acting. Not, 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 he is dumb and he's a baby. Like, I think with um, 
certain Scooby-Doo, like we've seen Fred in different adaptations and a lot of them he's just not the brightest person because he's a blonde, right? He's not the brightest person, right? So uh, we've seen him be dumb and we were like, it's all right, it's all right. He still had those leader tendency. He still had personality, right? And in this one, that's what he's playing it off. He's just this, not only is he not the brightest, but also too, he's just this pampered little bitch, right? So, um, yeah, so a lot of things are different with Velma. It's a roller coaster ride for me because, like I said, it was slapped in the face when I first watched it. I'm sticking with it to see how it goes, and it is getting more interesting while I'm watching it. A lot of stuff is predictable with it, um, but they are, um, even though it's predictable, they are doing some things that uh, are uh, that are not predictable. You know, they are. Um, they have a, I don't want to say it has a good story, but they're, they're trying to keep a good story going. And sometimes they can get distracted with that. Um, one of the things that I do like about this, um, series is they, they make little nods to the original, right? They make little nods to the original. So I, I like that. I like that aspect of it. And it seems like we're even getting to a point where, we are going to see Mystery Incorporated, right? We're getting to that point. There are little hints that we might get to a point where it will be Mystery Incorporated and the show will be about all of them. Um, it kind of reminds me of, um, hopefully, if they do a good job, what I would like to see is I would like to see it be like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? And the kind of what the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did was it, you knew the story was about Will. You knew it was about him. The, a lot of the story in the beginning surrounded Will's life. How is Will impacting his aunt and uncle's lifestyle, right? But then as it went on, what started to happen? They started to, uh, the other characters, Philip. Vivian, Carlton, Ashley, Hillary, Jeffrey, they all started to develop their own characters, right? And then they started to build story arcs. They started to build stories themselves, right? And that's what I'm hoping kind of happens with this. Even though it's called Velma, even though it's starting out with her and her life self-centered, you know, it's like, it's all about her. Hopefully they move on and they start building stories around the other characters, right? And hopefully they introduce Scooby-Doo at some goddamn time, you know? Um, but like I said, it's brand new. We're going to see what happens. Um, I haven't finished this last episode. I watched, uh, their, their episodes always start out where they're just very slow. And it's like, why am I watching this? Why do I care? And then you get to the end of the episode and you're like, ooh, okay, now I'm going to watch the next one. And then it's the same thing. Oh, man, why is this? Why is that? They're going off of the story. Then, bam, they hit you with something else. Then they leave you in a cliffhanger. So, Velma, like I said, it's a roller coaster for me. You go watch it. You tell me what you think about it. Um, this is until it ends. I'll probably be talking about it once a week, right? 
Um, so now, last time I did a podcast, I was with Marcus and Mason, and I was getting ready to tell you a story about this guy named Billy Bob Thornton and how he's doing his route and everything like that. Billy Bob Thornton, if you're listening, you know who you are. And yes, I'm talking about you, and I'm talking about you all in love, sir. So <laughs> don't get butt hurt, right? So uh, Billy Bob Thornton, right? Billy Bob Thornton got his CDL about a month and a half ago, right? He comes back from Marion like I did. And his first couple of days, he's doing fantastic. I hop in the truck with him, and I think it's like his, it's like a week goes by, right? Week goes by, and the mother trucker it's getting ready to make a right-hand turn. Now, if you're a big truck driver, left-hand turns has, if you're a big truck driver, you know that right-hand turns are tight. If you're not a big truck driver, you know that, you don't know that. So it's better for you to make a left-hand turn than a right-hand turn. Why? The right-hand turn has more room. So he's making a right-hand turn, but the mother trucker didn't look both ways, right? So I knew that this turn was tight enough that he was going to have to swing out into oncoming cat traffic until his trailer cleared and then get into his lane, right? But he didn't see the oncoming traffic. Why? Because he didn't look both ways. And so um, he starts making his turn, and at the last second he sees the oncoming traffic, and they stop. He keeps going. He turns sharper, right? Turns sharper. And as he turns sharper, sharp, his trailer hits a stop sign. Now we got a stop sign kind of leaning, right? It's kind of leaning. And so I say, back up, back up, man. And traffic is stopped. They back up a little bit. He backs up a little bit and he makes a wider turn, clears the stop sign. Now we don't know what happens. We don't know if we got to call police or anything. Usually in a car, that's what you got to do. So we're like, okay, we got to go back to the scene of the accident. And then we got to call the police and talk to them about it. So while we're trying to figure out, now we're trying to figure out a way to turn around, right? So he tries to turn down this side street, but as he's turning, there's not enough room. He's making, making another right-hand turn. There's not enough room, right? So what he does is, as he's making his turn, he just kisses this stoplight. Just, bing, just kisses it. And I say, stop. He goes, you know, he looks at me. I say, back up. So he backs up. We go to our next stop. We call our boss. We ask him what we do. Right. So that's his first incident. Um, his second incident, uh, I was on route and uh, it was actually the following week, I think. Yes, it was the following week. I was on route, but I was on this pull off route. And the way we do it at Pepsi is you've got your big semi and your big semi does as many stops as it can. But then it also has stops it can't get to, like little gas station, mom and pop restaurants, things like that. And we have our little pull-off truck, right? So we put the small stuff in there. I got a new guy with me, so I'm training him, showing the ropes in the small truck. Billy Bob Thornton is in the big truck with somebody, and they're riding around doing all their stops. I'm almost done. I've got about two stops left. I call Billy Bob Thornton. I say, hey, man, how's it going? He says, uh, I hit a light. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like... I need you to get over here as soon as possible. I hit a light. So I'm literally down the street. I race over there to him, and he knocks down this LED light. Now, you're probably thinking, damn, 
Billy, Billy Bob Thornton, he's making too many right-hand turns, you know, because that's there's only one way that he could have probably did that, you know, because he made a right-hand turn. No, it was a left-hand turn into a gas station. And it was pretty. It was a pretty wide gap, you know, but uh, and it was so wide that I can kind of understand how he hit it, because the opening to this gas station was so wide. You're pretty confident going in there. You're not paying attention. You're pretty confident that you're not going to hit anything, because um, the light was pretty far off, you know. But you got a 53 foot long trailer, right? That's what you got to think about. And so when he was coming around, he just hit that light hit this LED light, the um, the place we were at, they didn't press charges or anything, so we got off scot-free from that. The next day, I take the day off, right? And I take the day off because I had to get all my CDL stuff done, so I had to go to the DMV in Illinois and try to get all that done, right? So uh, we go there, and uh, I'm, I'm over there at the DMV, I get I just get all my license and everything transferred over to back to Illinois, right? And I get a phone call, and I said, what's up, man? He said, uh, did you get the pictures I sent? And I said, nah, man, I didn't get the pictures. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. So he sends pictures, and this man got his trailer stuck in the ditch. The whole passenger side is leaning, and it's like all all they needed for it, all, all that was needed for it to tip over was just a, just a, gust of wind right and so we're looking at that and i'm like dude i was like that's pretty fucked up because when we load our trailer we put everything on one side of the trailer so that we can on the other side of the trailer we can kind of move and move a product and put stuff on the wall and stuff like that so we've got all the product on the passenger side on top of that we have co2 right and this is a big ass co2 tank the c big ass co2 tank by itself is two thousand pounds okay and then we got the liquid in there. And this was a Thursday. We had about two stops that needed CO2. So we've got about, I'd say, about 500 pounds of CO2 in there, right? So not only do you have all this product on your passenger side of the trailer, you also have 2,500 pounds of CO2 and equipment on that side of the trailer. And I was just thinking, man, how the hell did you do that? Well, he took a wrong turn, right? And he was trying to figure out another way to turn around. And so uh, that led him down this country road. There was, uh, he said that there was construction. And so and, uh, there was construction. And in order to avoid the construction, he started getting over onto the trailer. But the, or not the trailer, the shoulder. But the shoulder was soft. And then that's what caused him to kind of get his truck stuck in the ditch, right? So, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, when he's paying attention, great driver. Just got to get him to pay attention and stuff like that. And uh, it's one of those things where I tell any truck driver, pay attention to what you're doing. You got to be thinking about what you're doing the whole time. Me, when I drive, I'm thinking about uh, my next stop. I'm thinking about... How I'm going to get into this place. I'm thinking about, you know, how I'm going to get out of this place. You know, you just got to be thinking. But that's just crazy stuff that's going on in my life with Pepsi. It has been very stressful for me at Pepsi and everything, but it's all right. It's all right. I guess I can end on this. Um, Wind did. We as Americans 
become slaves to work. When did we start start living to work and not working to live? When did that start? Because I have never encountered a job except for the last three jobs I've had. The last three jobs I've had, they have literally been like, we don't care when you get here. We don't care when you get done as long as the job gets done. And the only reason that they would fix what was going on is because people are threatening to leave, right? FedEx, Kirby, Pepsi. They are these types of people where I would be out super late at these jobs and they didn't care. They didn't care. You know, they didn't care about my home life. They don't care uh, about anything else I got going on in my life as long as the job get done. And a lot of people out here, you are, you hard, super hard working Americans are like, well, what else you supposed to be doing, huh? What else you supposed to be doing? You are, you told them you were going to do a job and you should be getting that job done when you're telling me you're going to do. Fuck that, man. I'm a person who likes living. And I'm a person who wants to enjoy living. And I don't want to spend most of my time working. I don't. I got two kids. I got a beautiful wife. And I would like to spend as much time as I can with them. And these jobs don't understand that. At least when I worked, when I was a delivery driver for Ashley Furniture, and my boss would come up to me, and he would say, hey, Joe, I need you to go to Jacksonville, Illinois. It's a, as in my brain, I already know Jacksonville is 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back. Not including the delivery you had to do. That's another 20 minutes, right? But the thing about Ashley Furniture, they paid you hourly. So if my boss asked me to do any extra work, I was like, that's fine. Why? Because my paycheck would, would reflect that. If I wasn't spending time with my wife or my kids or I was getting home late, I could at least explain, well, look at this check here. You know, we made a couple extra dollars on this check because I was out a little bit longer. I can explain that. But when you've got me out here working late hours, I'm getting home at 10 o'clock. Not this past week, but the week before, I got home at 10 o'clock every single night. And I'll tell you that because, you know, what happened was we were getting back to the depot about 8 o'clock, right? And then it's an hour drive for me home, okay? So let's say I left at 8. It takes you an hour to get there. So that means it'd be 9 o'clock. But hold on one second. <laughs> Indiana's in another time zone. So that means I have that uh, time change, right? Which means I'm getting home at 10 o'clock every single night. By 10 o'clock, my kids are in bed, my wife's in bed, and it's time for me to go to bed so that I can wake up and do it all over again. Nobody cared about that. Nobody cared about that. And they kept piling stuff on and piling stuff on and piling stuff on. And I'm complaining. I am complaining. But my thing is this. When did we start living to work? Instead of working to live. 
And it doesn't make any sense with all this fucking inflation going on because we just looked at our taxes. My wife just did our taxes and we found out we've made more money than we've ever made working in our marriage. We make the most money. And we thought, you know, a couple of years ago when we were in Illinois and everything was kind of, you know, it was kind of all right. You know, inflation wasn't like blowing up real quick. But we thought that if we got to this number, the number we, the number we got this year, we thought if we got to this number, we'd be set. We'd be good. We'd be all right. And our, we're sitting here just flabbergasted, right? We're sitting there, how did we make this much money? And we're still struggling all year. We live within our means, you know? We both got to have cars. You know, we, we, our house isn't that much. Our bills aren't that much. We don't go too crazy on groceries. You know, we're simple people. We like the simple things in life. It's just crazy that we work so hard and we don't see any anything from it. I don't know. I'm just complaining. I'm just complaining. I hope that there are some of you out there who you've got good jobs. They're keeping, you're making good money. Uh, you are uh, on a tight schedule. You start at one time, you get off at the same time every single day, and that this inflation isn't hurting you, but uh, like most people, it probably is. So I'm just frustrated because there's things like this. I would love to do this all day, every single day, and just talk to you guys all the time, and I'd like to make my own money. It's what I would like to do, but uh, we ain't there yet. But you know how we could get there? It's if you go to patreon.com slash Marcus Gabriel. <laughs> For $1, $3, or $5, you guys can become a patron. It helps us do bigger and better things here at the Joe Show. Also, don't forget to go out and check out T Publix. I didn't wear my T Publix shirt today or my, my Joe Show shirt today because I didn't want all my videos looking the same, right? So I changed it up. I got my little Spider-Man shirt on. It says like Spidey, the amazing dad or something. I got this for Christmas. And then this nice comic book shirt that I got from Ross Dress for Less. It's a really nice shirt. The material is very nice and I keep getting compliments on it. So yes, that's what I'm wearing right now. But go to tpublics.com slash GWP. We've got phone cases, wristbands, pillows, wall art. We've got, um, I already said phone cases, but we got hats, hoodies, you know, whatever. We've got all that. You can go to Tee Public. That way your drip can be good at 4 o'clock in the morning when you go to Starbucks. So make that's how you can help support the Joe Show. Guys, like I said, I hope that uh, a couple things you get out this episode, right? Let's do this. A couple things you get out this episode. Go do some black history studying because black history is American history, Okay. Go, go study some of that. We've got, what is this? This is uh, the 13th. So we've got half the month, half the month for the next 15 days. Just go look up a black person, a black event, a historical uh, place, you know. About, go learn something about black culture. So that's one thing. Another thing is go... And check out Earth, Wind, and Fire. Go do that. Check out some of their music. You know, I know 70s vibes is not everybody's thing, but go check it out. They just got some bangers. You know what I'm saying? 
And then also, too, I want to know, how's all this affecting you? This inflation stuff, you know, or how's that affecting you? If you know when we started doing this uh, change where we started to uh, live to work, you let me know. I don't want to do the research on it. I like having a conversation. So go do that. Uh, check that out. Don't forget to check out all our stuff. I'm going to go through it really quick. Don't forget to check out Code 187, The Armor's Block, Comic Corner. Code 187 airs every single Tuesday at 8. Also, don't forget to check out Comic Corner every Wednesday at 8. And The Armor's Block every Thursday at 8 a.m. They're all produced by Gateway Pro Productions. Gateway Pro Productions is a Joseph Murray own company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but those are all our ads. T Publix Patreon. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at the Joe. Or, oh man, I'm losing it. Guys, I'm losing it. Don't forget to check us out at Gateway Pro on Facebook. Uh, also on Instagram at the underscore Joe Show 20. That's also our TikTok. And don't forget to check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Right now, guys, I am Joe. I'm going to send you guys off with some Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I'm going to send you off with a song that you guys all know. So don't worry. It'll all be good. I'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for listening to The Joe Show. Bye-bye for now.